Welcome into the harvest, friends. I'm Abigail Wilson, and we are here to uh, bring you the confidence and clarity you need in the everyday places of life and how to be a disciple and make disciples. Um, I have a really exciting show for you today. I am here with my friend Karis Meyer, and we are going to be talking about her brand new book, which just came out um, in the last week or two, and you can find it on Amazon and you know all the places you can find books. But we're going to be getting into the topic of suffering today. Um, the title of her book, I'm going to read it out to you because it's long and awesome of a name. So Suffering Redeemed, and then they're under, the, I guess that's really what I put into Amazon when I typed it in, Paris. Is that, mm-hmm. What's the full title? So it's Suffering Redeemed, Finding Strength to Endure, Purpose in Pain, and Hope for Tomorrow. Guys, I mean, stop right there. That's that's so good. (laughs) And it really, I I had to get Karis on the show because I just spent the last few days totally binge reading her book and crying and highlighting like a crazy person and like making a list of all the people that I knew that needed to read it. And I thought... What we just got to stop. We got to get her on the show and talk about this like pronto. So thank you so much, Karis, for being on. We really, really appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. You and I met uh, like 12 years ago. Um, I know this because our boys are 12 <laughs> and um, we were both like brand new pregnant with our firstborns when we mm-hmm. met. Yeah. Um, and it feels like an absolute eternity ago. Uh, we were army wives together, but I would love it if you would just um, kind of tell everybody who you are, what your life, what your life is at this moment, besides giving us a brand new book. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I'd love to. Um, so a little background. I grew up as a missionary kid, kind of we lived in lots of places and moved around a lot, which prepared me for military life. <laughs> Didn't know at the time. Um, so I've been married to my husband, Ben, for um, going on 17 years now. And we have four children, uh, ages. So like Abigail said, oldest is 12 down to a uh, two-year-old. So two boys, two girls. And currently we live in Northern Virginia. So we've been here for a little over three years, which is the longest we've ever lived someplace, which is fabulous. So we're enjoying a little stability. And um, yeah, I I have my degree in Christian education and um, also a master's in counseling. Did counseling for a while and then took a break for a long time while I have been raising my kids. And so recently have just been doing a lot of writing and um, put the book out just this week, like Abigail said. So that's kind of a little bit about me. No, thank you so much. And that, you know, everyone likes to kind of get the backstory on people. Um, I cannot believe you have four children. It's incredible. Um, (laughs) um, And you talk about that in your book as well. And it's a pretty incredible story. Each one of them, I feel like is a special, a special gift. Um, I think the thing that I was struck by and 
Just so everyone knows, Karis has actually written for Into the Harvest um, in the past. We have quite a few of her articles, um, which we will probably link in the show notes to this, um, because it will give you a tiny taste of her writing um, and just the real gift that she has and the things that the wisdom, honestly, that she has to share about suffering. Um, and so we had to see that, if, like I would say, like a two years ago, um, I think, which is insane. Um, but tell us a little bit about how you came to decide to write a book, because as someone who also went through that journey, that God has to kind of tell you to do it, (laughs) right? Like, I hope I'm not the only one. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about that. (laughs) How did you come to this? Yeah, it, it was definitely from the Lord. Um, I, I'd never have considered myself a writer. Um, so shortly after I got married, I started getting sick, um, lost a lot of weight, couldn't eat anything. Um, and after several doctors and going through a lot of different tests, figured out that I had parasites and, um, had to, had to be on just, there were very rare parasites that I'd gotten in Pakistan visiting my mm-hmm. sister. Um, so went through treatment after treatment after treatment and finally, um, got rid of them. But by that time I had, a, there was just a lot of damage that had been done internally. Um, and so that kind of, um, started, a, a journey of just, one thing after the other, you know, going wrong, uh, with my health and it, you know, I, I kept thinking, well, things will eventually, you know, get back to normal. I'll start feeling better. Um, but they didn't. And, um, it got quite serious few, few times, um, had to be hospitalized, um, had, you know, heart failure, pancreas failure, kidney failure, a lot of different organs were, um, impacted. So long story short, um, about five years ago, shortly after my third one was born, um, I was sleeping and middle of the night, I just woke up and felt the Lord tell me to start writing. Um, and I didn't at that point, you know, it made no sense to me. I was like, what am I going to write about? What, what should I write about? What, why, why would I write, <laughs> you know, cause at that point I was at a pretty low point. Um, I didn't feel like I'd always journaled, you know, I, I do enjoy journaling and writing, but, um, never for any other, you know, nothing for nothing yeah. formal. And so, um, for a couple of weeks, but I kind of had felt in my heart, like it was something that God was telling me you need to do this. But for about a couple of weeks, I said, no, I'm not going to write. I don't, mm-hmm. there's kind of like, I know God's telling me this, but I'm don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, but I finally did. I remember the first time I sat down, I'm like, okay, here I am, God, I'm just going to write. And so I just started writing, you know, what God was putting on my heart. Um, things that he was showing me through the word, you know, times of desperation where I had nowhere else to turn, no one else to turn to. Um, and just start keeping a, a log in my computer. Um, and then a couple of, I guess, probably a year after that, I started a Facebook group called suffering. Well, cause I knew a lot of people who were also struggling and, um, just wanted to share some of the things that God was showing me. Um, and then, about two years ago, I started a blog. 
Um, actually, my niece set me up with a WordPress blog account because she's like, you need to start a blog, Karis. And I was like, Aww. okay, I don't know how to do this. But she, so she started me with that. Um, and then at the beginning of the year, um, it was just, I, I was just in prayer. And I really felt like God was just tell me to, to put it into a book. Um, and so I kind of, uh, but I didn't know the first thing about writing um, a book, publishing, all those things. And so I, I signed up with a self-publishing school and kind of took some classes about, you know, what this looks like, how to do this. Um, and so it's just interesting because a lot of the content that I wrote, I, I didn't think would be in a book. I, yeah. I was more, it was more, um, I mean, it was, it was a, a personal processing, but just very personal, you know, between me and God mm-hmm. and just really struggling with a lot of issues that I was mm-hmm. honestly like trying to keep the faith, you know, trying mm-hmm. to be like just wrestling through like, yeah. what, what does the word say? What does it really say? And like, I needed, I needed to know for my own, <laughs> like to live, you know, and to have to keep, to keep trusting this God who said these things, you know, is this true? And so, um, yeah. So the last like what nine months now I've been just here and there, you know, I, I, uh, like, uh, like I said, I have four kids, so I've, it's just, usually it was like 30 minutes here, 15 minutes here, you know, just times when I could sit down and actually put things together. So it's, it's been interesting, but, um, it's come together. So. Well, I love that you said that you didn't know when you wrote it, that, you know, other people were going to read it. I've, I've been there and that's, that's actually super scary. Cause you're like, Oh, maybe I would have said it differently. But I think that that's what makes this book so great. Um, is because it is, um, it's not like a, somebody getting up and looking all shiny and like, I've got all the answers, um, about this topic, like come to me and I will tell you, um, it really, it reminded me, and you talk a lot about the Psalms in your book mm-hmm. and, I think it really reminded me of David a lot in that he would often start out like just completely broken and completely just on his knees. And then you see the truth kind of hit him and then it sort of changes. And so many of your chapters were like that. So many of the stories you told um, really looked like that picture of you just coming completely broken and empty and sometimes like truly fighting for your life, Karis. Like Mm -hmm. I had no idea (laughs) as like your friend, I was like, I had no idea. Like, I feel like I should call and apologize, but, um, it was, it was truly, uh, it was a great insight. I think I'm, gl- I'm grateful you didn't know when you wrote it that other people, cause I don't know if you would have, if you would have done it the same way. And I'm really mm-hmm. grateful for the vulnerability there. It was mm-hmm. really, really helpful. Um, so one of the things that I did see is kind of a major theme throughout, um, was, I mean, just, and maybe it's because it came from like your journaling from, you know, your own introspection and like talking to God, um, and your own therapy through this, but you, I mean, you really have faced like life-threatening moments, um, on hospital gurneys and, and really devastating moments in the middle of the night. Um, and I guess the theme I saw throughout this was that, it is an a 
how do I put this? Like a, an ongoing struggle that is daily. Like, it's not like you have one victory and you're like, done, got it. Really glad I learned the lesson. And that's going to, you know, carry me through forever and ever. Um, I really saw how it was you almost not starting over, but having to start from this new place, like whatever the new suffering was. Um, but I know that even if we haven't suffered in the same way, we all have suffering in our lives. Um, can you just kind of speak a little bit? You covered quite a lot of your own relationship with Jesus and how that was impacted by your suffering. But um, if you could just kind of share with our listeners a little bit of just how you work through that like daily daily battle, right? I mean, it's just... Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a good question, but hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I completely agree. It's not like something when something is chronic or long going, whether it be illness or any type of suffering, no, we we have to, it's a daily choice, you know, of Mm -hmm. faith and something, um, a pastor, you know, many years ago, actually when I was a teenager, um, you know, he, he, something he he said in his sermon, really, he he was just talking about our our faith and how, you know, he said, I pray every day that God, that I will keep trusting Jesus. And then I'll keep having faith. He prays every day for his, for his self. And and at that time I was like, that's silly. Like, of course, I'm going to always believe in God. Like, you know, once we pray, it's, you know, our salvation is secure and, but going through this, you know, and, and I, that's something I do every day now. Cause I'm like, I don't take for granted faith. You know, I don't take for granted, um, that I keep trusting Jesus. Cause there are times where I'm like, God, if you really are who you say you are and you, in all these, you know, all the goodness that God, who he is, and this is my life. I, I don't see how these can, you know, how can these both be true? Um, and so, and a lot of people, right. A lot of people turn away because from God in crisis and heartache and because, because suffering or struggle is too much. Um, and so I, I think I just, I see such a, I mean, there's so many verses in scripture too, that have the both, right. Like, like it says in Jude, it says, keep yourselves in the love of Christ Um, but God keeps us in his love, you know, so it's kind of a both and like God keeps us in his love, but we also have to keep ourselves in his love. You know, we, we have to work on our salvation with fear and trembling, but God also works in us, you know? And so it's such a both. And, and so I think, um, it's, it's not something we can just kind of sit back and, um, I'm so thankful that early on I developed the disciplines of, you know, just the disciplines of a Christian life um, Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, when times are easy, maybe we don't feel like we need them. Prayer, you know, getting into the word, um, you know, having fellowship, worship, all those things. um, Because when you do need them, you'll be thankful that you did them you know, to, to, yeah. to get routine. So yeah. for me, like, like every morning I, I crave the word mm-hmm. of God, you know, it says the the yeah. word is our bread, you know, it's, it's our daily bread. Yeah. And 
Um, it's kind of ironic because I can't eat bread anymore. So I think like, <laughs> which I hope and I pray someday I can, That's but, right. but, but literally like, I, I just, I remember times, you know, and you, you, you know, in the past where I, it was more, I was reading the word of God because I knew I should, but now mm. it's like, I can't, I can't go without it. Like if I, I know I have to get up early before the kids wake up so I can get in the word. Um, but it is so sweet and it, 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 mm. it's really what sustains me. Um, yeah. and then, you know, like or worship, you know, it's, it's, and I know I mentioned in my book too, just about, about the hymns for me, I really love hymns because there's so much theological truth. I do too. I was so excited that you like were going, you like quoted hymns and I was like, yes, let's do this. <laughs> people do, people are not giving hymns enough credit. Everybody I know. <laughs> I know. I agree. I love it. But yeah, there's just, there's just so much rich truth. And um, yeah. so, yeah, I just, and it really, it really takes the focus off of me out of, you know, what's going on here and back on Jesus, which is where it should be, you know, but when we're going through something hard, it's so easy to be self-focused because you want your pain to go away. And yeah. I mean, God made us that way, right. He, for survival. So we, we obviously we, we don't want to stay in suffering, but sometimes we don't have a choice. So, um, so this made me think of a question. Um, so you talk about, you know, which I really appreciate, by the way, you are really honest about sometimes just being in the true pit of despair of like, just how are you going to do another day? And you talk about barely being able to function, like getting through the tasks of the day, which makes total sense when mm -hmm. knowing how much pain you're in. What did that look like on those days? I mean, was that, did you just go back to like habit of you were doing a quiet time or did you, were you not doing a quiet time? And then you came like, what did that look like mm -hmm. when you're just in the pit? Yeah. I mean, I would say different at different points. It, it looks, yeah. it would look differently. Sure. Um, I think there's times where I could feel my heart hardening, you know, I could feel my heart, like mm -hmm. kind of being like, no, God, I don't, I don't want to turn to you because what am I going to get? And, and even though I knew the truth, which was, oh, it would, it would be good. I still kind of felt I could, and that scared me. It scared me to feel yes. that kind of like, you know, mm -hmm. turning away. Mm -hmm. Um, and so then I would just pray even harder, you know, and I, and I knew, I knew that was, <laughs> the time when I needed to press in more. Right. Yeah. And so sometimes, um, and I, and I, I think I learned this unfortunately too, too late in the process, but I, I really had to start asking, asking people also on those really, really hard days, mm -hmm. you know, sending somebody a text or calling someone or asking someone to pray for me, to pray with me, because mm -hmm. a lot of times, I think as Christians, you know, we, and I, and I lived in this, you know, for many years feeling like, oh, I need to be strong enough. You know, I should have yeah. faith enough. Um, and I missed out on the body of Christ, you know, which mm -hmm. sometimes it's someone else's faith that that got me through, you know, it was yeah. their prayers that were just so encouraging the words that I needed to hear. And just, it's such a precious thing that we have, yeah. that we're not alone and that God made us a body 
for a reason, you know, that we need each other. And sometimes we're in that weak position. Um, So I think, but honestly, yeah, I mean, there were some days where I just couldn't wait until I could crawl back into bed. And um, so, and that's okay too. I I think, you know, receiving the grace that, that his grace is sufficient. Mm -hmm. You know, I know we always quote that verse, but it's true. Like his grace is sufficient in our weakness. And so we don't always have to have it all together and it doesn't always have to be okay or good Mm or, you know, um, I'm struggling in my faith today. I'm struggling to believe that God is good. And to just say that, um, is okay. Yeah. I wish I had the quote in front of me, but you actually, I told, this is one of my highlights. Um, you were, you were talking about a a promise that God had given you. And it kind of came back to you. You were having a real struggle moment and it came back to you and you realized that God, you know, had was really fulfilling his promises. And what you said was in spite of, it did not matter if I believed, if I was faithful, if, you know, I was doing anything, it was God and his promises that was sustaining. It was so, so good. Man. Anyway, um, you'll just have to read it, friends. You got (laughs) to read it for yourself. But it really did encourage me as a doer, as someone who is like, and also grew up in a Christian home. And and I think it's just in Christian culture. Like we believe like so much is, it's probably because I've done something wrong. You know, like I, I need to work harder and be in just a lot of shame about the state that I am in. Um, mentally or even physically, um, because I didn't do enough. Um, so I really, so much of this book just pointed to uh, to the gospel, to just to Jesus and uh, how he is just the same, even no matter what state we're in, in the process. Uh, so, so good. Um, so something else that I really was struck by, and maybe it's because my, this is like the theme of my own life, which is waiting. Like God just like really loves to just like be like, Hey, Abigail, I'm going to tell you something. And now you're going to wait for a really, really long time. <laughs> but I felt like you had a similar theme and maybe I'm just reading into it, but it seemed like it's there. And, um, and also as a storyteller, I could feel like, especially as the book started to get closer to the end, I could feel your struggle. And maybe I'm once again, reading into this, but it felt like you're like, I want to have like a nice tidy bow on this whole thing on suffering or like this journey and like, it, and then it all ended happily ever after. And this is all that I learned in this journey. And oh, it's so annoying. And same with my life. It's never that way. <laughs> no. So um, you do talk a lot about, um, about that waiting journey, about hoping in the face of we still haven't seen an answer. I mean, you're still in this journey. Friends, mm-hmm. we're coming to Karis live from mm-hmm. her current, um, your current journey of suffering. Yes. So tell us a little bit about just um, kind of your the realities of that day-to-day life with Jesus and maybe even just how you process that. Like how, how do you go back to those promises when we mm-hmm. haven't yet seen them fulfilled? Yeah. Yeah, that's a loaded question. So many potential answers. (laughs) Um, So I think uh, something that that I have 
struggled with immensely, but also have found a lot of, um, well, just more, more comfort and clarity in is the, is the struggle between, um, of, of like surrendering to God on a, in a, um, you know, it's really a minute by minute process in our lives, right. That we have to keep surrendering to God in different areas. Um, and sometimes it's in areas where we we want change, right? So surrendering, but then also having faith and expectation um, and kind of feeling pulled like, God, are, am I supposed to be surrendering in this right now? Or am I supposed to be standing in faith, like in the promises? Like, yeah. am, am I trusting this promise for this situation the right way? Because I think sometimes we can take promises and we can interpret them, maybe not how God you know, intended. Um, but I, so, so I have, there's a, I have a chapter called peaceful expectation, yes. which I, I, you know, there's, it's just like this, we can have peace. We can be fully surrendered to the spirit and to what God is doing and to what he's not doing, you know, waiting as we're waiting, we can be, we can be at peace and not anxious because we're praying about it, but also we can live in, in full expectation with every hope set high, because we know we won't be disappointed if our, if the ultimate hope is in God. Right. Cause I think there's many times where I had hope of a specific thing happening in a specific time period. And then I was crushed and disappointed because it didn't happen. And then I blamed God where in reality, it was just my kind of, you know, putting, putting times and, and expectations and different things on that. And so, um, I think it's a, it's a hard, it's a hard tension to live in, but it's also really exciting because to, to be able to live like completely at peace, but also to be expecting God to do anything anytime, um, Cause he's God and he can, right. I mean, I still like every morning I, I wake up and I'm like, today's a good day to be healed. You know, like God, yeah. you could do it today. Yeah. <laughs> no. And, and so, um, just to not lose the hope to not lose. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, you know, eternal life starts now. It's not like we die and then, but our, our, our lives are, with Jesus, you know, are, are now and into, into eternity. And so, and I often think like, this is our only opportunity to live in pain and mystery and to do something with it. Right. Cause in heaven, we'll have all the answers. We'll be healthy. Mm-hmm. We'll, we won't have any pain and we won't have the opportunity we have here to, um, to suffer well, you know, to, yeah. to do it in a way that honors God. And, and, and also, to have a, to have an impact on people who don't know Jesus. And so I just think that's such a gift that we, we don't want to waste. You know, I, I I often think I don't want to look back and say, Oh, you know, when I'm healthy and or or from heaven or whatever, like, I don't want to look back and say, Oh, I wasted that, you know, Mm -hmm. or, and so it's just, it's such a, yeah, just keeping that perspective that this is, I mean, really it's such a short time that we're here and, um, it's not the end. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I've definitely heard a quote, you know, that the angels are jealous that we have the gift of faith to to offer Jesus. You know, they don't have that. Like, Mm. there's no faith for the angels. Um, And I kind of liked that idea. I don't know if it's true or not, but I I love that that imagery. But I had never thought about just the suffering that life in a broken world also gives us as believers to do that well. Um, and to and to endure hardship with a biblical and Jesus-centered perspective um, is is really one of the few the few gifts we have to offer Jesus in this very short short span of time. Um, I was just uh, this last week in John nine uh, where the man born blind gets healed. Um, and just, it's one of my favorite passages ever because it says, you know, this isn't because of his sin or his parents' sin. It's be- to bring God glory right now. And I like, seriously, can we just talk about how he had to be blind and suffering for like his whole life up to this moment, just for like this really rock star moment with Jesus? I I think like if we, if I put my entire life in that kind of perspective of it's worth it. Like the whole hashtag worth it is, um, is really just all through, uh, and through your writing. I, I, I want it like, I'm a real gusher of like, it's so encouraging Karis, but I feel like that's just throwing it in your face because you're having to, to live this. Like you're having to, um, to, to do the daily drudgery work. Um, And one of the great, great things that I loved about this book is your last chapter, you kind of give me the totally not like smart person, um, the guide of how to be (laughs) a good friend, like a good supporter, a good sister in Christ to those um, who are suffering. Um, And so I, I really, really loved just your really great advice there as well. I don't want to just give it all away. Friends, you've got to get Karis's book. Um, It has so many incredible just pieces of wisdom. And I really think, um, and you also, you have a a study guide on your Mm -hmm. website that people Mm -hmm. can get. Yeah. Um, I I think that's a great, great tool as well. Um, I I think my last question that I'm going to ask is uh, if... Like, what is kind of your elevator pitch for people about this book? Like, who needs to read it? Like, what when you were putting it together, kind of what was your prayer for how this would impact people? Hmm. Yeah, so it was, it's interesting um, because writing, I mean, like I said, I didn't know what I was writing. For me, writing was honestly kind of the easy part. It was after that and realizing like, now I actually have to like, what, what, what's going to happen with this book? Like who, Mm -hmm. what does God want me to do with it? And it it was super uncomfortable for me to think about like promoting it or like marketing it. But yeah. um, Cause you know, that's, I, I, the last thing I want is it for, to be about me, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and even, even with the book, you know, I was, the thing I struggled with the most is I don't, you know, I don't, I, I really don't like to be pitied. Like when I tell people that I've been sick and yeah. like, Oh, that's so hard. And like, yeah, you know, like people who are suffering don't really want like the attention. And so my, my heart, you know, is that Jesus, yeah, that Jesus would be glorified. And I, 
there were so many points where I just had to do so much um, struggle internally to to get to a point. It's like the cycle of 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 belief, really. And yeah. um, and I think you know our art, the faith, the faith in God is is, is such a gift. And, um, and my, yeah, so my prayer, I guess this is, I guess I don't have this all together yet, obviously, but that, that people would not give up, you know, that people would not lose hope and that, um, they would see the value. I mean, there is so much, like you said, worth it. I mean, yes, it it is all completely worth it to know Jesus. It's, it's, Mm -hmm anything is worth it to know Jesus. And, um, even on the hard days, you know, where I don't feel like I can go on, I, you know, I think about, about the disciples, you know, where, <clears throat> you know, Jesus was, you know, cause Jesus giving them a hard teaching and they're like, and Jesus is like, well, you can go too. you know, everyone else is leaving. And they're like, where else would we go? You know, yeah. we don't have anywhere else to turn. And, you know, in those times where I felt tempted, like to turn somewhere, I literally felt like, but where else would I go? Like mm-hmm. Jesus is really the only answer. And, and he do, is the only one that satisfies. And, and um, so, yeah, I just, you know, we just can't, we can't say enough about how good Jesus is and that he is yeah. worthy. He's worthy yeah. of, of everything, no matter what we go through, he's worthy. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, in, for me, as someone who's read the book, what I really took from it was it was so encouraging to see how personal our God is. Yeah. He is such a personal God who meets us with very personal response to what we're going through in a not just empathy, but you just know he is really right there close with you in those, in those moments. Um, so it was very encouraging to my faith and just, uh, knowing like, yeah, that's our Jesus. Like that is, um, who he is and why we're here. Um, it was very encouraging, um, just to put into biblical perspective, our suffering, whatever your suffering may be, mine may not be physical, but we're all, um, dealing with something and we're tempted to put self on the throne because it feels better to do that <laughs> in our suffering moments. Um, and so it was a really great uh, dethroning of Abigail and putting Jesus back up there. So I really think you nailed that in, in a beautiful way. Um, so thank you so, so much for coming on today and talking a little bit about just the journey that you've been on and just sharing some of your wisdom with us. We have really, really appreciated it. Um, Once again, everyone, we'll put it in the show notes for you, but suffering redeemed, finding strength to endure, purpose in pain, and hope for tomorrow. Uh, Thank you, Karis, so, so much. Uh, We are just really grateful for your words of wisdom and sharing about your faith. Yeah, thanks for having me. (music) Thank you.